When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes, think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words, eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. How is your sock drawer looking? I know when I open up mine, it is a sad scene. There's lone socks, holy socks. Well, guess what? It's spring cleaning, which means Bomba's Spring Collection is here, and they have new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They've got stripes and florals, all new, vintage colored rib socks. I love them. They are the best sock your feet have ever been in. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bomba's. Head on over to bombas.com slash bonkers and use the code bonkers for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O- com slash bonkers. Use the code bonkers at checkout. It's just your average story about a state fair robbery gone wrong and a child marriage gone right. We saw holy matrimony, so you know what that means. Excited to be with you here tonight to talk about holy matrimony. I am Tall John Shear, and this is a movie that has everything you want. It's a little bit of Bonnie and Clyde, it's a little bit of pedophilia, and it's got some Star Trek because it was directed by Leonard Nimoy. Patricia Arquette. And Tate Donovan, they're a cool group of carnival workers who steal money, (laughs) head to, for lack of, it's a Hutterite, but an Amish town to hide out. So it's a little bit like Witness. And through a long, (laughs) through a long uh, story, basically Patricia Arquette winds up being married to Joseph Gordon-Levitt. 
Do they fall in love? We'll get into it. But here to break down this movie with me is my co-host. Please welcome Mr. Jason Manzoukas. What's up, jerks? How we do in San Francisco? Who got horny for this kid sex movie? Who got horny for this kid and this lady? Wow. I wrote wow exclamation point repeatedly in my notes. This movie shocked me. Every time you thought you were getting a handle on it, it just changed. Oh. Oh, by the way, congrats. Oh, I don't like this. So deep. Um, um, okay, it's congrats, Leonard Nimoy. Like, who knew you would craft such a weird, weird, sort of sexy kid marriage movie? Three I need to men- talk to Joe Gordon-Levitt immediately about this movie. Three men and a baby followed up by this. Weird themes going on. Holy shit. Well, holy shit, this movie. Um, Wowie kazowie, San Francisco. You really, why did you do this? Why did you, why did you make us watch this? Um, you assholes. Well, this movie's got a lot of things, and one of those things is wigs and weird pants. And there are, <laughs> there's only one person in my mind who can dissect both of those things exceptionally well. My other co-host, Miss June Diane Raphael. How are you, June? I'm not well. Okay, I'm not okay. I didn't need this movie today. Wow. I watched it in bed, in the hotel today, after a shower, nude, and got up to put pants on. I felt uncomfortable in my room because the movie was so creepy. I got dressed to finish the movie. Let's, let's even start at the top. The movie starts with a bizarre carnival game where it's like a strongman competition that if you win, you blow up Marilyn Monroe's skirt. Which... You, don't, you don't blow up. You don't physically do it yourself. Oh, no, no. You don't get the right to be like... <laughs> you, you, you trigger some sort of fan action. But even that, in a kid's movie, felt like, wow, okay. We're starting Wait, I'm sorry, this is a kid's movie? I mean, wouldn't you think it's a kid's movie? This movie is basically witness with a child protagonist, and it's just as sexy. I'm glad we're starting at the carnival, because (laughs) I was obsessed with how... Now, I know it's a cash business, (laughs) But I was, my mind kept on wandering back to how much they're making 
her night. So June. much that they can offer her a twenty-five thousand dollar reward. And how he, much did they steal? One point two million dollars. When I saw that, I was like, what? "It's just a state fair. It's it's a state it's a fair." State Fair that doesn't even look that expansive. No, and, and the crazy thing is when there are close-ups of the cash, people are showing up at the state fair with $100 bills. Yes. Oh, wait. It's By all. All I saw a couple times when they showed that cash, it was a couple singles, too. And I was like, are they just, like, rolling singles? And some it, of it is in stacks, and some of it is in rolls. It, I was like, what are you doing? Pick a lane. He only, Tate Donovan only took a very small tray of money. It wasn't like, by the way, the money's not being held the right way. I have a lot of issues. What do you mean it's not being held the right way? Well, it just <laughs> seemed like it was like kind of How thrown into the safe. Like it just didn't. It yeah, didn't no, like, I know what you're saying, Paul. It wasn't I, like put I, away. The, one of the best parts of playing Monopoly was being the banker and Thank organizing you. your cash. Yes. What? are you talking about? <laughs> that's the when best I part. Was, that's the best part. And when I was a waitress... is being the banker? Of course. That is course. heartbreaking. It's the best you part. You have all the control. You have all the control and you can organize it. You know what I used to do? I used to, <laughs> I used to take a 500 and put it under a 5. So people didn't know how much money I actually had. Ooh la so, la. You know, every wow. now and then they're Jokes like, oh. on them. What is this? Monopoly tips the podcast? <laughs> what the fuck is happening right now? You know what I would do in the game of shoots and ladders? No. But I know what you're saying, Paul. So when you run a business that's an all-cash business... Right. There has to be a better system than the one that was happening in that safe. It was very haphazard. And it didn't even seem it's like it was a It's a fucking big... cart. It's a traveling <laughs> carnival. But all what? cash. I mean, I'm shocked they had a safe. <laughs> I mean, what are we talking about? Like, it is okay, a carnival. Is it, by the way, is it a traveling carnival? Because this, this goes to one of the biggest issues I had with the movie, which is just the timeline. I thought that that carnival was in the same spot that right. she left it in. Did 40, 48 hours pass I was say, or four months? Well, I, think I don't a, know. I think a state fair, from what I know of, like, uh, in Los Angeles, they have, like, a state fair that runs for about a month. Yeah. So it's like you can go there for so about a month. she was in the colony for one month? Oh, I, think, I don't know how long. I, I'm just saying the state fair could be there I would, for a while. I would guess that. Well, I, I don't know. That. Think but, about how much happens to Joe Gordon-Levitt's character in the span of that month. Oh he my goes God. from being a kid in school. His brother comes back from the big city. After he goes to town with his brother. His brother dies in a car crash that is so violent. <laughs> Joe Gordon-Levitt is in two staggeringly violent car crashes yeah. in this movie. Yep. He also, by the way, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, JGL is ejected from that car in a way that I'm like, wow, his body was perfectly positioned because you know what? Nobody, he's unscathed. Completely. Uh, you know what nobody in this movie ever does? Mourn Tate Donovan. <laughs> Guess what these people aren't interested in? Honoring their dead. Everybody's they, like, we gotta move on.org. This is what we're doing. They don't even move his car from the crash site. It's like some sort of tribute. And these are people who... 
<laughs> Every step of the way are like, huh, I, I think we gotta let this kid marry this lady. Huh, I think we gotta let this kid drive this lady to America to return this money? They put him in the driver's seat. How old is he in this movie? Oh, 11? He's 12. 12. 12? What? This movie I mean, this is what's as hard, if it's though. normal for a 12-year-old to be married to an adult. This is what's hard, though. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt is, it plays a 12-year-old in this movie, and he looks like a very young 12-year-old. He's a 13-year-old he when he's shooting this. Okay, he's 13 when he's shooting it, but he looks like he's 8. Yes. And oh, even yes. now, see, this is the problem. I wish they had an actor that looked like a more mature 12-year-old. Because the problem with... What? J- yes. Because the problem with Joseph Gordon-Levitt is, even now, on this very day, he looks underage. As an adult right. male. If, if he was with Patricia Arquette at the same age she is in this movie, you'd still feel like, oh, it feels a little weird to Yes. Me. Like Here's it's always going to feel a little weird. The movie exists in a world in which a 12-year-old marries an adult. That is, regardless of the looks of the 12-year-old, it's a crime. It's oh, tradition. Me. What's I happening is tradition. They let him drive. The, the border police coming into America are like, hey, kid, what's up? And he's like, I'm with my wife. I'm 12 years old. We're going into town. And they're like, cool, man. That border, that border cop doesn't bat an eye. I just want to say... Here's the thing. Build that wall. Um, before, I don't want 12-year-old Canadians sneaking into this country with their grown-up wives. Before we let Tate Donovan go away, I just want to talk... Because I like Tate Donovan a lot. But the accents that are going Whoa. on... In this movie. Whoa. Whoa. I I pulled a moment here, or I shouldn't say I pulled it, Avril Halley, our producer, pulled it, where um, his accents change. When he died 24 24 minutes into this movie, I, I wrote, oh, that's why he's been going so hard. He's like, I'm only in this thing for 24 minutes. I gotta make an impression. I was shocked when he died. I did not expect him to die. I thought he was going to run off. Um, But this final scene here, maybe it was a day where they were shooting a lot of stuff very quickly, but I believe his accent does change a few times. So take a listen to this. No phones, no TV, no newspapers. Nobody will find us. Normal accent. Now we'll continue. Not a commune, it's a, it's a colony, a religious... Changed. <laughs> Accent has changed. We'll keep on going. Colony, one of 300. Changed even more. Now, he Just seems now to be Irish. In this portion of the scene, he is for real Irish. Well, we think of Peter, the answer is no. I don't wear tie-dye. I don't do chants. Okay. I don't do the singing nuns. Okay, you got a better idea where we could hide out? Yeah. Now it's like surfer. Pull over, give me my half of the money, and I'll go to Hollywood no. where nobody knows me for sure. Pull over. No, I don't feel safe with you out there loose. I don't trust you. I don't trust you. And the fact that he can slip back into it 
nat- like as if he was whole like like I would imagine it would be akin to like someone who has a stutter and they work very hard to make sure they don't have a stutter. It's like he works very hard not to have this natural Germanic accent come out, but when he's pressurized, it's flowing. It is I yeah. This there was is something about nuts. the did anyone else on this stage feel that there was something about the colony that I liked? <laughs> There, you there was like something. There was something about knowing they were so cut off from the rest of the world, and knowing that they were just in their own little land with their families in this small community. And by the way, the joke of this movie is like we're also upset about this twelve-year-old marriage, but there is has to be rampant sexual abuse and God well, knows what's going that. on in this right colony. Community. And that's not why I want to be there. But I just, <laughs> there was something about it that I was like, ah. I did have, an, I did have one Simpler issue. Simpler times. I did have one issue with the movie. Simpler times? Simpler times. It when looked, women served their men lunch and wished them well. Simpler times. And it, 12-year-olds could get married by, because of honor and for no other reason. To adult women from the outside world. Listen, it I was felt terrified. Like a penal colony. Oh, it felt like Cool I, Hand Luke or something. I know, but there was something about the simplicity of it. Now, I was terrified of the elders. I would never want to be alone in a room with those elders. But there was they something about cool, just escape, the elders. The elders? <laughs> the elders? Are you kidding? The oh. elders got burned like five times. Yeah. By Patricia Arquette and a child. The elders were, like, shown up every time. When I felt the elders were like, okay, well, look, you got to be married. You, this is how you be a husband. They, were, they weren't very strict. They were like, okay, you can come back. we got to marry her. Like, it was very, they seemed very loosey-goosey for elders. Like, I didn't feel they like... They approach a child yeah. and are like, hey, man, you got to get your wife in line. <laughs> they say they imagine the pressure they're putting on a 12-year-old. Hey, hey, man, you got to get your wife in line. <laughs> She's got to clean those fucking flower boxes, bro. What's up? I hey, did guy, have, what are you doing? I did have an issue, though, at one point, because Patricia Arquette is in that community, and the women are, are hoeing, and she goes, and she's like, what, what, why don't the men do this? But it seems like in that community, everyone's doing manual labor. It wasn't like the women are doing... Uh, a, but like, here's the problem with the women and their labor. So... I was obsessed with, the, first of all, the laundry scene. I mean, we could talk about that basically oh, for the rest of I'll the podcast. I'll talk about the physical comedy. Like, <laughs> okay. The, 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 when she does rip up the garden, straight into the laundry scene. Of course. But then the, so much laundry. But then there's the scene where all of the women are on ladders, and they're all cleaning. Yeah. And I, for the life of me, they're all cleaning the walls. And but singing. They're all, yes, but they're all cleaning one spot on the walls. <laughs> So I just couldn't imagine like how they got into that task that they if they started at the bottom and then just did one row and then went up but there was no sense of like we're cleaning the walls it was like we're <laughs> we're cleaning this spot of a white wall I guess my point is they were the women were not good now I don't right. at their at the physical labor but but what I don't know is were they that's purposefully... The, that's the quote, the women were not good. <laughs> but maybe they were sort of slowing the company line. They if were you know what I mean. Women, there were 12 women standing next to each other with hose, 
all hoeing That's the same area. That's what I was saying. Guys, they've we are talking the about a community where people are being, I'm certain, forced to marry their cousins. Okay, but what I'm saying they is They might I, just be like, well, cleaning the wall means this. It means no, I don't have I to think... go home to my 12-year-old husband. <laughs> if Anything. Means, if it means that I can stay here and sing on ladders with my friends, Bingo. then guess what? I'm going to do that. Yeah, and we're going to convince the men and the elders that it takes this long to clean a wall. Joke, I, jokes I, on them. <laughs> I will say this. Um, this group, uh, while you may shortchange them and say that they're Amish or not, they're Hutterites, and there's a book called The Hutterites in North America where they comment on this film, uh, and they say, this film provides a very inaccurate portrait of the Hutterites. <laughs> Leverett marriage does not exist among the Hutterites. Leverett marriage means that if you die, your brother is obligated to marry your widow. Um, and, and they say that um, you dress moderately. You don't have to dress the way that they showed them. And the only people that can be married in a Hutterite community are people that are baptized. So this, this, they, there's a book written okay. that addresses this movie, <laughs> which is amazing. <laughs> Guys, let's all buy that book. Let's really confuse a small author <laughs> who's like, fuck, hey, hey, babe, something's going on. Like, somebody just ordered like 700 copies of my book, babe, hey, babe. The Hutterites in and North America. And then just America. pan out and the house is empty. But his wife, there's a skeleton and she's wearing an apron. She's died. So are the Hutterites just in Canada? Um... This is called The Hutterites in North America. I believe from the research that I did today on Wikipedia, um, there are a few communities, not many communities, but yes, uh, kind of more in that part of, uh, of our continent. Oh. <laughs> Wishy-washy answer. Yeah. Uh, the research I mean, is coming I, through. I will say I enjoyed, you know, I didn't know anything about this movie. I'm... I was so happy to not know anything. Yeah. Right? I didn't know even the image on the... I didn't see the image on oh, the front until I after. I didn't either. So I'm watching it, and I'm like, ah, got it. Uh, you know, bad, bad, you know, uh, uh, they're on they're... the run. Okay. And then when it was like, oh, wait a minute, this is where they're going? Fully on board for this. <laughs> Tiny Joe Gordon-Levitt. And then when Tate Donovan died, I was like, whoa, what? And then when they say, you have to marry him, and she's like, yeah, I'll do it. I was like, hang on a second. <laughs> From then on, every fucking move this movie made, I was like, bravo, Spock. By the bravo. way, the only thing that I couldn't get out of my head while watching it was, it felt so similar to me to True Romance, another movie that yes. she's in. It's like they're on the run, they have this money, I wanna but you replace Christian Slater with a 12-year-old boy. And by the way, you could argue this movie is more transgressive as a result. Yes. Who would have thought there would be so much gunplay about a romantic married couple on the run with stolen money and the male lead is a 12-year-old boy? By I the mean, way, you replace Elvis with Marilyn Monroe. The similarities are there, people. It is really weird. I will say this. Patricia Arquette is phenomenal. Yes. She is. I Joe Gordon-Levitt is great. This movie, I think, was supposed to be broader, but because Patricia Arquette is so good, she so grounds good. it and makes it real, and then so tonally you're like, oh, wait, what's that? Yes. Like, it's hard to swallow because He's in it's a different neither movie. fun 
or like totally crazy. It's yes. just sort of like, this is some serious shit. Well, there's whole scenes like the, there's whole scenes like the sneaking around when um, she's like, why don't you take this money and put it back with the rest of the money? And then he leads her on a wild goose chase that's like shot like a Hitchcock thriller. Yeah. Yep. Of like missed crossings and he's very smart and hiding and eluding her. And I was like, this is tension. There's like tension being built here in a movie that I don't think is about tension. Like, yeah. Leonard is- Nimoy is well, doing like a version of like Vertigo. Um, I will say that this is a scene that I want to talk about a little we bit. We get it. I said Hitchcock. You got to say Vertigo because of Unspooled? Yes. Is that the deal? Uh, it's on the list. Some people consider it to be I said better Hitchcock. than Citizen Kane. I said Hitchcock, so they get it. You don't need to drill down and mention one of the Hitchcock movies that's one on the, the AFI list. The BFI list puts it at number one. Is that worthy? I don't know. It's a conversation that we did have on Unspooled. Um, this is the scene that I really wanted to... Uh, Talk about when Jordan, uh, when JGL catches her cheating in the bar, because this is a scene that talking about like the dramatic impact of what's going on. This scene this where scene, he says, where he says, "Aren't I a man enough?" When he's saying, "Aren't I man enough for you?" Like I'm, like I'm crushed by this kid. The weight of the world is on this little boy's shoulders. He's being saddled with an adult who is more of a child than he is. And he's trying to say, like, isn't the love that I'm being forced to give you by (laughs) honor enough? And she's like, bruh, no. But I do think, here's the one way the movie is successful thematically. The one way. Is I do think it illuminates some problems with marriage in general. There's right. moments... Which is the, clearly the intention of the movie. It's a, there's it's moments a where you take no, but where, where you listen to him and you listen to these monologues from him and you're like, oh, God, aren't we all just play-acting these roles? And aren't, it, this is just this weird Jim. construct of like what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to behave. And it's just all <laughs> bullshit. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Anyway, that's what I walked away with. Well, no, I mean, because there definitely is a take. Like, this feels like the take of a person that may have come from a divorce or going through a divorce because there is that scene where, first of all, I need to break down that whole casino, that indoor casino that looks like the outdoor of a shitty motel... But it's indoors, there's a pool. Okay, there. I could talk about the fight between that man and his wife for Whoa. about an hour. Whoa. Whoa! And that the man then sits down next to a child. Again, a child, and is like, Ugh, women, am I right? And the kid's like, I get it. All they want is money. Everybody... Everybody in this movie is cool with a 12-year-old being married. But he's also, that man is fully clothed and sits down. I mean, the psychologist, I could not wrap my mind around it. Fully clothed, sits down at an indoor pool. Just about an edge hey, hey, from... Hey, what? You're upset that he's clothed at the pool? Yes. Well, he was. You yes. think if he's going to sit there, he I should am. be in a bathing suit. Yes, he should be ready to swim. Otherwise, get the fuck out of here. Why is he there? June, 
All right, first of all, I want to, I take issue with this. Again, if you've not seen the movie, picture a hotel, it's in a square. There are rooms all going around the square. It's like a square. courtyard type hotel with a pool in the middle of the lobby. Yes, but, but it is not covered. like, but, but it's, it's, it's clearly the pool area. It's not like, oh, there's lobby guests and a little Starbucks kiosk. But he got it's into like, a fight the... with his wife and he just happened to be near the pool. Paul. I don't think they were on their way to the pool. I don't yeah. think he's gonna swim. No, I think they were going somewhere, and he's like, "Ugh." What is he looking at? Why is he? Why is he lurking, fully clothed, with no intention he's to swim by a pool? He's not lurking. He's fighting he with his wife. Oh, this is amazing. Uh, yes, but this if you're in a amazing. fight, like if we're in a fight, I don't walk away from you and think like, "Let me go. Let me go sip and watch the swimmers." Oh, you it's don't like so that he insane. took. You don't like that he took the chair next to the kid. That's your issue. So you no, think and I don't like that he's by the pool. You think he's like a perv going to he's the pool in his clothes? Definitely a perv. Oh, see, I saw a man having like a fight with his wife, yes. and the only place he can go is away from, yes. which is into the no, pool area. No, because she walked away from him. <laughs> I felt and then he like he was so worked up. Pool. He was like, oh, I just need to sit down and bitch about my wife for a second. I'll oh, talk to his twelve-year-old. With a like-minded guy <laughs> who's just a 12-year-old farmer Be- from Canada because who's also, married to a 32-year-old woman who's trying way, to return $6.2 million to the county fair. By the way, I mean, and this, I mean, I, I have issue with this pool because the pool is, I think, also in the middle of a casino. I think it's a casino. I don't know. Listen, Does let me be very clear. Here's, There's something, no I world. Would, here's the- something I would never do. Get in that pool. Of course, but Jason, would you ever, if that pool was there, would you ever go to sit just a foot from the edge of the pool well, and just stare out? Well, that's your issue with JGL, though. JGL is the one who sits but there But he's first. a child. He's excited about an indoor pool. I'm fine with him there. He's not, ex- he doesn't seem excited by it. He likes ice cream. He likes ice cream so much, he got a sundae and a milkshake. Um, Today's podcast is brought to you by... Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimize for every device, get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools, Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Today's episode is brought to you by Cap'n Crunch. Who said the kids get to have all the breakfast fun time? Break away from the ordinary with Cap'n Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but a tasty bowl of Cap'n Crunch is an escape from morning monotony. Enjoy the bold flavors like original Cap'n Crunch, Crunch Berries, Oops All Berries, and Peanut Butter. Plus, the crunch you love is now available in cinnamon, and it is delicious even in a sea of milk. The crunch of Cap'n Crunch is epic. Yes, my family is all in on the cinnamon Captain Crunch. I didn't think you could make it better, but they did. I love my Captain Crunch, and now I love sharing it with my kids. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. 
Get Cap'n Crunch's new Cinnamon Crunch now at a retailer near you and learn more at cap'ncrunch.com. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places and I went on Airbnb and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes! That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home, but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But does he love her? And that's the issue that I had with this movie because he goes from <laughs> that's saying... That's the issue? Yes. Because he goes from writing on the population sign with like, and one dumb girl and then he's like, Makes her. It's also, very much came to true. Is that how we mark that sign? That's clearly a stencil yeah. of a zero, and he and wipes it off. And there's a marker on a string. So they're just. How often are they changing the population? A lot of people are dying in violent car wrecks. Now listen, I didn't see that car wreck, but I asked you, Paul. I said, did he? What do you mean you didn't see? What it? do you mean? <laughs> I sort of just looked away at that point. I, I got distracted. I got distracted with, oh, got with distracted. what was going on in the world. So I didn't actually see that scene. But I asked you, I said, I don't understand. How did they crash the car? And you said that uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt grabbed the wheel. Yes. Yes. It sounds like yes. he murdered his brother. There was, he should, there, he didn't. But they were having a tussle. Yes. A tussle over the a, wheel? He was distracting the driver, which no. makes him a killer. That vehicular homicide. Tate Donovan was drinking a beer. Yes. And he was trying to get the beer the way, out of his hand. He drank okay. so many beers at that bar. Like, he goes, go get an ice cream, and then cut to ten beers surrounding Tate Donovan. The kid's not back. What happened to the kid? How long oh, yeah. was he... And why wouldn't he bring Patricia Arquette to have a beer? Um, Joe Gordon-Levitt doesn't feel bad at all about killing Tate Dunn. No. So he well, did kill him. No, he didn't. But he contributed to the accident, for sure. Wow, but I mean, is but he ever, car, is he ever it's, behavior, it's behavior that I suspect would haunt him for the rest of his life. But just like every single other person in the movie, he does not mourn that death one bit. <laughs> the car was also coated in gasoline. Um, because that car explodes. Also, like two rocket launchers shot into it. Immediately. It explodes instantly. Joe Gordon-Levitt should be, I don't know, very injured from the car crash. He is not. I would just say I would settle for a scrape. He is nothing. I mean, after the car crash, he looks better than he did before. Here's what I'm going to say. This is a movie in which Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays a 12-year-old boy who does all of the beats of a, play, of a, of a, a movie that were written for an adult character. Everything he's asked to do is what adults, he fights, physically fights. That man right. slaps him in the <laughs> face. He well, has fist fights with adults. He drives trucks, tractors. He has a gun held to his head. He marries a grown woman. 
He makes, he pretends for his friend's sake that he and the woman he's now married to are fucking. Like, I, every character okay beat for that. this, again, 12-year-old boy are those that an adult would have. Well, but here's my pitch. Like, I feel like this movie was pitched like this. It's Taming of the Shrew, but she marries a kid. And everyone, and by the way, this is the writers of The Rock that wrote this movie. Yep. So, um, but it is, like, I mean, that, that's why I keep on thinking of it. It is Taming of the Shrew to a certain extent, right? I mean, that's what I think, sure, what it is trying to be. But it's a weird thing because they can never really fall in love. And he, I mean, I guess they do because she's going to come back in 10 years. Um, I guess so. It, it, I mean, I don't know. She... I, I guess you're right that she she ultimately he's he's a child, but he understands like his values and priorities are in check, and she is essentially a see-through backpack, like in human form. By the way, <laughs> I didn't know they had see-through backpacks back then when they made this movie. I thought that was very fashion. 1994. Forward. This was like the age of see-through oh, backpacks. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. It's so hard because I mean I had a, a see-through backpack, but. There's no way to wear it where you don't look like a trash, like a pile of trash. It doesn't matter how well, organized it is. The contents of your backpack never look good. No. Never. It doesn't matter what's in there. It doesn't matter how tidy it is. It's yeah, always going to look terrible. I always thought that was just a conceit of like the now post 9-11, like you have to go to a stadium so you have to have a clear backpack. I Wait, didn't realize that there was... that's why you think we got clear backpacks? <laughs> I never no. saw them before that. What? Yeah. Wait, you think clear backpacks were an answer to terrorism? <laughs> well. Absolutely not. Really? There are, like, at the Women's March, the first Women's March, they, they asked that people show up with clear backpacks. So yeah. there is an element of, like, there is a security element to There's clear backpacks. There's a lot. I always see people say clear backpacks. But they were a fashion but it staple was like in a the early like, 90s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, if we're talking about fashion, can we talk about pants? Um, and I feel like we should just pull these photos of the pants up because Patricia Arquette gets into her own clothes at the end of the film. And this, this is the pants that she's wearing. They're very wide. They're very wide. I have another They're word. almost culottes. Yeah. Um, you'll see here. That belt. That Maybe belt must weigh so much. This was so, so crazy. This scene with this guy. This is why I was so confused about the timeline because it seems like everyone is expecting her any minute. Well, that's it. Like, He's why like, is everyone staked out at the fair? Like, what, why would she ever come back unless she was returning the money? What is that kid's T-shirt? I quit my job? <laughs> like, that kid, I feel like it's like, what's, is there a movie going on here? Like, By I feel the like way, they stole this shot at an actual county fair. But I want to say this. Like, when you look at this screen grab, which you can't see if you're listening to the podcast... But if you look at it, this is a shitty state fair. This is, this is like a street fair. This is not like, this does not well, look like it's making... this is the entrance. This is the entrance to like the fairway or right, whatever. Right, but I, I think to your point, Paul, that I don't think of street fairs, like I think of like going to Vegas or, or going even to a mall, like I'm going to blow all my money. Right. You know, I think of spending like maybe $40. Okay, hey, money bags. $10, you're going to get a $10, 10-minute back rub from those guys, right? Then you're going to get what? You're going to get some sort of a candle for about five, right? And then you're going to get lunch, and that's it. So I just don't know how this fair is making this amount of money. Well, I mean, but I don't think he's taking the profits from the caramel apple people. 
I think he's just doing ticket sales. Oh, for the rides and the attractions? Just the entrance fee. This also seems oh. to be an agricultural fair. This is a big, it's like a, this is like a big endeavor, you know? And there is a moment where someone is advertising the benefits of a backhoe that then JGL gets in and then captures this man. To the audience's perception, though, they have no idea that this man is bad. But yet when he is scooped up, they start applauding. But it looks, like, it looks like someone just put a man in a backhoe and he doesn't seem to be evil at all. And we're but like, that, yeah. guy, that guy just slapped that kid full on in the face. But they didn't yeah. see that. He just clobbered that kid in the face in front of all the... He was like, wha-bam! Oh, I guess. But I feel like that's kind of for the par for the course it, of the It's a tough look for the FBI in this movie. Sure. <laughs> tough, they don't come off great. Smart, they don't this come is a great. smart FBI. By the way, Courtney B. Vance. Courtney B. Oh, yeah. Vance as the head. Oh, yeah. The crazy thing about this, though, is I kept on wondering, once they hit the road and she has the money nearby, they're on the road for a little bit. And I just kept on thinking, why isn't she just grabbing that bag and running? Like, there's no world in which he can stop her. She, she drives. She's a grown woman. Like, she could outrun him. And I felt like they were setting up a premise where he was somehow going to overpower her. Oh, no. I think they were trying to convey that she is not, perhaps, because she is... Uh, now more feeling responsible for him or feeling like and she when she finally does leave but is she a mother leave, or is she a, a wife well I think she oh, well, I, don't, I don't know uh, I don't know ultimately a mother I don't know what's a mother that figure. question but a mother figure Paul I mean but I is, she, is she a mother like figure that. is it going to come back in 10 years yeah. no no no, no, I think she, she's I think not she feels some responsibility years. for him. Of He's course. her boyfriend's little brother. He's like, I think she comes to feel some, some sense of obligation to him, or not Got obligation, it. but some sense of caring so much so that she does finally she, leave. She realizes that she doesn't have family, and this is the only family she's got after they sleep in the paper shredded car. And, the... and she pulls up, hey, like on top of her, like it's a blanket. <laughs> And there's all those weird, like, Tonka trucks in like there. Ride-on, like, ride-on toys that are not boxed in big boxes, but yet, like, displayed as if they were in a toy store. Like, they're individually out. Like, if you were shipping those, those would be in another big box. And they put in so many train sounds just because they were, I feel like, trying to cover the fact that it was not really a train. They were, like, overdid it on the train sounds. I guess I, I would just expect that earlier she would say, here's $500, like, bye, um, and just run away. But she did abandon him at one point where she took the money, she took off, and then he was captured by the FBI guy, and then they chased after her. She did do that, yeah. but then she didn't even leave him money. She's like, make sure he gets on the bus. Like, she doesn't really care that much about him. Yeah. At a certain point, she does. She bails, but she's still, like, Hopes you. She still makes a gesture right. so that it feels like he. You think like, oh, she's at least. So I think the movie's trying to set up that she's softening to let other people in. Blah 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 blah. Well, you to know? answer your question too, now I'm thinking about it. I think the movie takes place in about seven days total, because the FBI guy. First of all, that guy disappears for a full hour of the movie. Like he finally gets that Hutterite community, but like when they cut back to him, and I was like, oh right, this guy. But then he's on their trail, hot and heavy. 
So the next day, the robbery is in the paper in a yellow section because, you know, most papers have that bottom corner of the paper for, in yellow. And I had an issue with that, too, because he also wrapped all the money in the crime, which is a crazy thing to do. It would be like, like he, he put the evidence of the crime in the description of the crime. Not smart at all. Oh, yeah. But, uh, and the FBI sends him out there, and then I think it's seven days. I think that that montage is the, the most wishy-washy moment there. But I think it's like an intense seven days. For that, for that 12-year-old boy, yeah. He, think about it. His brother returns, dies. He gets married, divorced. He's in a car crash with his brother. He's in a car crash with his wife. He fights a grown man from the FBI. Gets a gun put to his head. Yes. Like, a lot happens to that child. Like, he and also, will... he's never left this colony, so he must be experiencing such sensory overload. He doesn't know from... what money is. Oh my gosh, the sounds, the sights, He doesn't the know what divorce is as a concept. Yep. <laughs> oof. It's a lot. It's, oof, oof. it's a lot. It's pretty wild, guys. This movie doubles down at every opportunity to say, no, no, no. These people are married, and they're experiencing all of the trials and tribulations that married couple experience. It is an allegory for marriage, only there's a child in the marriage. Do you think that when he goes into that one room and sees that old couple at the table, that's him looking at his future self? I mean, that didn't look so bad to me. Two older people in their underwear sitting at a table and not even eating at their, in their motel. Yeah, they were playing a board game. Is that what they were doing? I thought so. You really thought right so here. or they were? I don't know. I'd like to know if they were, and I like that you mentally put it in. <laughs> You're so uncomfortable with old people in their underwear that you were like, they must be playing a board game. I thought that they were relaxing, having a nice night, just retired from dinner, got in their comfy cozies, and then sat down for... Comfy uh, cozies? They're in, like, underwear. It just feels like that would not be comfy cozies. Also, Joseph Gordon-Levitt goes, walks into their room and starts, like, feeling up their bed to be like, can we share your room? Like, why would that happen? See, I wish there was more, because I, I feel like the, the, the movie set up that he's going to, yes, tame her, but she never really got, we never got to play the game of him being so confused and blown away by what's out in the real world. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't really seem to ever take it in. No. He doesn't take in very much of, like, any, there are no emotional stakes for this kid at all. He has witnessed his brother die. Everything I mean, he's, this, this, this kid has never seen a television. He must be blown away by what's going on out there. He Maybe. called the swimming pool a fishing hole? <laughs> or a swimming hole? What did he say? Yeah, see, now I understand why he was sitting there. He was like, he was like I'm going to catch dinner tonight's dinner. Yeah, I'm hungry. Um... <laughs> They do, I, I, I genuinely don't know. This, this, there was a lot of head scratches in this. They do kiss. And I think this is the they money do? shot that we've been waiting for. Let's just watch it for a second. You actually think that I could turn out to be a good cause? Hmm? 
You already are. He's 12. Friends forever? <laughs> I mean, that's sexual. This is sexual. <laughs> forever and She has like spit on her mouth that she has to peel off. Where are you going to go? Your backpack. Home. Bandana as belt. <laughs> Havana. Will I ever see you again? No. But you'll see Betsy. Yeah. Twelve. <laughs> What? That's what a contract. Say? That's what I'll, I'm saying. What did she say? I'll do that again in 12 years. And she says, if you don't, I will. That's a motherly relationship? Listen, By the, way, the another... relationship between mothers and sons is... Listen, really sometimes special. mothers and sons kiss. Sometimes they even make out, Paul. I don't know what... Can really you imagine a world in which what a, in which a son might mistakenly about. French kiss his mother? Can we wrap our heads? I just want to go on record. I just want to go on record that as this story has grown, my mother has moved out to Los Angeles, but also um, it was an attempt. It was not ever seen through. So people oh, want so to treat it. So you're a tease. <laughs> people have now have now mythologized this as if like I had like a makeout session. I've heard it. People are like, oh, you know, I did that. I'm like, oh, I did not do that. You have said in the past though that you and your mom used to play spin the bottle. <laughs> but that's a kid game. Um, <laughs> Um, here's, a, here's a clip of Patricia Arquette on James Corden where she talked about this kiss. Oh. You have worked, Patricia, with some of the finest actors on the planet, uh, but there was one actor in particular where you had a very uh, intimate experience. You were this actor's first ever kiss. Yes. Explain. Well, I think he was about 12 years old. Uh, the story of the movie was that... Um, it's like this Hutterite community, and in that community, his brother leaves, and we do some crimes and get all this money, and then his brother dies. And in that community, and he hides the money somewhere. In that community, if your brother dies, you have to. By the way, Michael Pena, just like, yep, yep, make cool, it. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. <laughs> Cool, 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 cool. You can tell as she's like walking into explaining it. She's like, oh boy, I gotta explain it. I like that she's breaking down the whole plot of the movie just to justify the fact that she made out with a child. All right, here we go. Marry his wife. So I end up marrying a very young uh, Joey Gordon-Levitt. Okay. Wow. And we have to have a kiss. And his mom is like, this is his first kiss. He's nervous. I'm like, I'm nervous. Think he's nervous. So I'm, I went up to him and I was just like, hey, this is just pretend. This isn't really your first kiss either. Like, you get to really have your own first real kiss. But, you know. And he's like, yeah. You uh, feel okay? Are you okay? Uh, right, 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 right. I totally got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No problem, no problem, baby. 
He was really like, it's fine, don't worry. I love how the audience is like, Woo! I'm like, he's 12 years old. Did you not miss? <laughs> And by the way, that was this year. <laughs> she is talking about holy matrimony in What 20, year is the movie? Uh, 1994. 94? The movie was not released. Ever? No. <laughs> um, it was a budget of, do you want to guess how much the budget was? Nine million dollars. Uh, sure. Sixteen million dollars. <laughs> Where? Where is that money? And it, grossed, it grossed $713,000. Wow. It is crazy because there are certain choices in the movie where I, I did think, like, oh, I guess they just didn't have the money like, to, for other shots. When he's pulling out weeds from the, the um, flower garden outside, he brings the outside weeds into the kitchen... To be thrown away in like a yard waste, giant yard waste uh, garbage pail in the kitchen indoors, which I couldn't for the life of me understand. I mean, I had a lot of issues with the, yeah, the directing of certain things, like the fact that Tate Donovan has 10 beers, where's JGL, the fact that the, the simplest stunt you could possibly pull off, which is a door opening, hitting a person, and that person falling down, you never see. It's like three different shots. I don't think that's the simplest shots. stunt. What? That's the simplest stunt? For a $16 million movie, if that, like, yeah, like, let's do, let's just see the guy get hit with the car door. We have to imagine it with our mind. We just see elements of it, and then later on, you're like, oh, I guess that's what happened, because you just, you don't see it. It's been, you flipped the car true. and blew it up. What I couldn't figure out was, I thought, when Joseph Gordon-Levin Gordon-Levitt, rather, hid the, or said he found the money in the flower bed, right? Yeah. The idea being that, oh, that's where the money is buried. I thought he was tricking her into doing her chores. Me too. He was. She would then he was. go and weed the flower bed in an effort to find the money. Yeah. Right? No. She rips up the whole lawn as if it's like, I feel like on the day, she was like, no, 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 I don't think I would weed it. I think I would just decimate the whole front area. And everybody's walking by being like, what the fuck? And she's, <laughs> she's like swimming in dirt. But yeah. She's Michael Phelps in the dirt pile. But then why don't you address that in the scripting phase and go rip up the lawn? And then, you know, you could do it. But like, no, it's weird. She destroys the whole garden. I don't know. And then she like kind of has this domestic abuse scene that I wanted to play here too, because she's. This is the the scene where she's like kind of chasing him around. Imagine this. Look at this. Go with me, kids. You never give the rest of that money to me. Where's the rest of it? I want my money. I want it now. I'm your husband. I'm going to do as I tell you. Who's gonna make me? Yeah. Oh yeah. You're gonna make me all sixty pounds of you if you don't stop behaving like a proper wife and feeding all that money to the hogs. Oh my. Like, is this a That's scene a from... frightening... Is this a scene from this movie or Marriage Story? Like, 
Like genuinely, what is this? That I is a, like watching that scene out of context. I was like, my breath just got taken away. Yeah, I didn't like it's that. It's shot in handheld, really close, chaotic. It feels dangerous and scary. And again, one of the only two actors in the scene is a legitimate child. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Well, and it's hard because I feel like I, I, I don't know what's going to happen to him in 10 years when he finds a wife. I don't know at the end of this movie, is he going to head into an actual marriage with a, a more progressive and egalitarian view of marriage? I don't know that. Yeah, when he stays, I, I, I don't. When he returns to his community, what is, I mean, I think what June is saying, and I agree with it, is let's get this sequel going. I mean... <laughs> Let's You're get right. this sequel going right now. Patricia Arquette and Joe Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> They're both Where are they now? You Let's know, it's get... a little more than 10 years, but I why not like... see what's up with, what's it, Ezekiel and um, um, Havana. Havana. Havana, thank you. Havana, just like Betsy. Alabama from True Romance. Um, but, you know, it, 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 I feel like it's prime for Netflix. It's like Fuller House. You guys are familiar with that, San Francisco. You know, it's time to go back. Go back in the well. <laughs> Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find Sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium-flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. When you travel, do concerns back home nag at you? Did you lock up? Did you leave a window open? Well, if they do, that's why you should invest in Simply Safe home security today. That's right. For award-winning security and peace of mind wherever you go, Simply Safe wants to be there with you by actually not going there at all, but staying at your house. Listen, Newsweek ranked it the best customer service in home security. Plus, it gives you whole home protection sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. Plus, a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, no contracts, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm going to tell you this. It's worth it for the peace of mind to know that when I'm on tour, when I'm out there in the UK, I can check in on my house. And with the time difference between LA and Europe, I loved having the 24-7 professional monitoring service in case something happened when I was asleep or, or not reachable. Simply Safe has given me and many of my listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash bonkers. That's simplysafe.com slash bonkers. There's no safe like Simply Safe. I was traveling with my kids. We stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack. And my kids said, Mom said we can have milkshakes. And I was so tired. It didn't make sense to me. But I was like, if June says the kids can have milkshakes, I'll get them milkshakes. I got them milkshakes. June's like, I never said that. And you know what? I felt ripped off. I felt ripped off by my own kids. And that's the feeling I don't ever like to have. I never like to get ripped off by anyone. And that's why Harry's started their company of Harry's Razors, because they saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry, and they decided to do something better. That's right. They decided to do a razor that had a great price, high customer satisfaction, that had a no-risk trial, and they have other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors, okay? I love the body wash, and they have deodorant that smells damn good. I gotta tell you, 
I love these razors. They are perfect. And now I am a paying subscriber. That's right. So do not settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3. That's right. Go to harrys.com slash bonkers. That's harrys.com slash bonkers for a $3 trial set. Let's go um, out to the audience here to see what you all have to say about this movie. All right, yeah, all right, that's right. Here. This Looking general, good, everybody. Looking good. All right. Uh, what I'm going to ask of everybody here tonight is uh, in your best butchered accent to ask your question. So, all right. Uh, so here we go. Your name and your question, but in the best Hutterite accent you can come up with. It could be as leprechaun-y as you want. My name's Francis. I... <laughs> Great, you can ask it now. <laughs> um, I just wanted to bring up... Uh, for June, uh, the wig in the beginning of the movie. How do we not talk about this? When she takes off the Marilyn wig and she does have similar hair. Like almost identical hair to what she was trying to portray. Um, I just know that we had to talk about this. Yeah, we have to talk about wig. People want to hear wig talk. I mean, I, th- I actually thought that that was one of, one of the only interesting choices in the movie. That she... <laughs> A movie that features a child marrying an adult. This was one of the most interesting choices. Well, yes, that she felt like she had to put on a mask and put on this sort of character piece to play Marilyn when she was already so close to it. It's the same, it's this, in the same way that she had to change her name to Havana, that she was putting on this person. But she um, was that person. Like, what do you in, mean? in a way, she is kind of living the Marilyn life, right? How do you mean? Is she? Well, I feel like What she's... is your understanding of Marilyn Monroe's life, Paul? She... Or Norma Jean? I... Well, Norma Jean, like, I feel like, you know, she's, you know, she's not being treated well by the people in her life. She's being kind of tossed around from here or there, treated like a yo-yo. And like, then she... oh, re- uh, no, so not for nothing. Remember when Marilyn Monroe married a 12-year-old? Yes. <laughs> Paul's on his way to the balcony. How we doing, balcony? San Francisco Balcony Monsters are the best Balcony Monsters. I am here in the balcony with the Balcony Monsters. I'm going to go to this woman who is standing Be careful, Paul. Be careful. They're very polite. They seem good. I'm out of breath. There's a lot of stairs to get here. Deceiving amount of stairs. You're getting a great workout this show. I really am. All right. Hi, how are you? Good. Your name and your best Hutterite voice and your question. Hi, I'm Erin. Great. First of all, why would you send a small child who's never been out in the world to check into a hotel? <laughs> That's, and then he walked into a random room. Yeah, it seemed like she was also checking into the hotel because she's like, go find us a room with a good bed. And then the next thing you see her, she has the key. Well, she watches him go off to do his thing, and she's like, ugh, this fucking kid. And she's looking right at the office, and he's not walking that way at all, so she's like, I guess I gotta do this. But she doesn't stop him from, like, walking in on old people, semi-naked board games. Listen, (laughs) I don't know also why their room was open. Right. Oh, because they're looking for bids. They're asking for it. That's the kind of shit that goes down in one of those pool-based courtyard hotels. If your room is unlocked, you are open for biz. 
There is a little piece of IMDb trivia that says that if you notice, uh, all the rooms have key card access, but Patricia Arquette carries a key. So people did pick up on that. Shame on you, Leonard Nimoy. That's yes, okay. ma'am, your name, your question. Hello, I am Patricia. <laughs> I want to talk about the laundry scene. Like, Thank you. She works at a carnival, so I'm assuming she doesn't have a butler. She should know how to do laundry, but she's comedically not able to do that. The thing about that laundry scene that... I, I, listen, okay, so it was, I think, Sheets and Curtains Day. Sheets? So that made... Is that a Sheets and Curtains Day? You do them on the same day? I think so, because... I think the entire colony, this is what, so this is why I did connect to the colony. There's something about, I'm an avid viewer of Sister Wives on TLC. There's, I love that show. There's something about women living in community where they're all sort of sharing the housework and the chores that I find appealing. And I think they were all doing sheets that day. <laughs> By the way, I feel like if you lived in a community like that, you would find a way to shirk your responsibilities. Oh, yeah. I mean, someone was, a friend of ours was over our house and said she had to do laundry, and Paul was already here in San Francisco, and I said, well, I don't know how to use the, the washer and dryer, but well, I'm sure we, I'm, we're two intelligent women, I'm sure we can figure it out. Now, granted, we have only been in this house a couple of months but Cunts of, is a very <laughs> long time. Now listen, I know everybody's disturbed about that, but September. I'm going to say, fine, we moved in in September. I've n I, I have not done a little laundry. September and, is more. And I see that as a sign of success. <laughs> Thank you. I have done many you want a me to feel badly about it? I'm not going to. Give it up for June! Thank you, Balcony Monsters. Thank you, audience. And it's clear that we had an opinion about this movie. There are people out there with a different opinion. It is now time for Second Opinions. Somewhere on Amazon.com There's reviews For this piece of shit movie that we all suffered through. Ooh, child husbands face rats. Potato Donovan, fiery far crash. That's where we started. Outdated views on women's roles. FBI men going rogue. Still some gave this five stars and some reviews now tall John Shear's gonna read them that Nate Kylie did choose there we go great job excellent job what's your name uh, Jeff give it up for Jeff yeah. um if you are wondering why you don't hear uh, the comments of June, it's because she had to leave in the middle of the show to catch a flight to get back to start shooting. Not in the Grace middle of the show, at the end of the at show. The end as of the we're show. wrapping up. Well, as I mean, we're wrapping but you're listening to it, so you know that now she is gone. You've heard her up until this moment. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. June's just being real quiet right now. 
Isn't that right, Jen? She's nodding. These are five-star reviews called from Amazon. There are um, uh, 39 total reviews. Oh, jeez. Um, 54% are five-star. 54%. Only 9% are one-star. Um, and this one is from Dr. Chili. Dr. what? Dr. Chili. Dr. Chili. Chili. What is that about? Um, is that someone who got a doctorate in Chili? I don't know. It was written the day after Christmas uh, in 2019. And Dr. Oh, Chili writes recently. this. Yes. As a budding adolescent, this is my favorite. I don't know how I would have gotten through those years without it. As a married man with kids, it's still my favorite. I purchased this for my wife as an anniversary present. I'm now single and not, and not allowed to see my children. And while she wasn't a fan, it still works for me. Yeah, because she's an adult. To be honest, this has probably saved our marriage as I use it at least once a month to get the old marital juices flowing. At any rate... I cannot suggest this enough. Patricia Wait a minute. Arquette what? Is the best. I believe we might be being pranked by this one, but it was well written enough that I read it. Because it was written in 2019, which makes me believe that Did we announce this movie already? I feel like about that time. I feel like this oh, is... Oh, maybe. It, it, it starts... It could be real, but I read it because it was good enough. To get the marital juices flowing seems like someone yeah. wrote that. But if this guy's watching this movie to get a boner... So that he can it. have sex with his wife? And it's like, this needs to be on Amazon. I gotta, I gotta post this. Well, I, I, just, I don't know. This is like admissible in court? <laughs> I do believe this one that's coming up. This is um, uh, written by uh, Music Man. And Music Man goes... A play? A, just a man who loves music. It's a cute film. I was in this movie as an extra, so enjoy all right, not exactly a star, but I am in this movie. L-O-L, five stars. Oh, man, Music Man is, like, really putting it out there. Um, all right, so this user is called Fascination. Fascination writes, I don't know why, but I love this movie. Patricia is so charming. As First name basis? Yep. Patricia, how Pat, dare you? Patricia is so charming. Patty is so good. I'm definitely a fan of hers. I liked how it was tied into the Amish community. The boy was so perfect. If he were older, he'd be the perfect guy. The film had action, suspense, a moral, a pretty girl, romance, and it was surprisingly engrossing. I liked the conflicts. It was fun to see how putting different types of people in different situations would work. Five stars. You just described the tenant of writing. Do you think that, that commenter is referring to the romance between Patricia Arquette and Joe Gordon-Levitt or I Tate just, Donovan and Patricia Arquette? I think it's sort of like what... The general we, romance? I think it's like, I think it's like, I would like to see how an FBI agent would be with a heterite community and how maybe an old man Are in his underwear... Are there any heterites in the crowd? Cool, okay. 
Just um, wondering. I, I am really upset that June's not here because I wanted to talk about the tagline of this movie, which is the hilariously sexy comedy. Again, what is the message of the movie? It's a romance between a child and an adult. I don't, I just, this is wild. I mean, this is a crazy movie, like I mentioned earlier, directed by Leonard Nimoy. The, not only he played Spock in Star Trek, uh, but also directed Three Men and a Baby. Um, it was written by the writers of The Rock, uh, Double Jeopardy and Criminal. So this seems to be a real break from their action films <laughs> to go into this. But I guess that explains the exploding car. Um, the movie came out in 1994. The top movies of that year were The Lion King, Forrest Gump, and True Lies. Um, and it was beat by Time Cop, Disclosure, Junior, Color of Night, Double Dragon. It beat nothing because, like I mentioned, this movie made $713,000. Wait, when you said this movie wasn't released, what did you mean? It was in a... Uh, was it like straight to video, you mean? Yes. I okay. believe it may have been a limited release, okay, like I two theaters yep. or something like that, got something it. very got small. It, it. Okay. But um, yeah, there, I mean, there's not, much, there's not much digging we could do on this movie. Uh, it's Joseph Gordon-Levitt's first movie. It's Leonard Nimoy's last film as a director. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and Jason, I guess the question to you is, would you recommend this movie? Wow. You know, yeah, I would. <laughs> I'll be honest. You should all fucking watch this movie. It is shocking at every turn. I mean, now it doesn't matter because we've talked about it, but I will say, having gone into this blind, every move, every turn the movie took, not only did I not see it coming, I was gobsmacked that it was happening. When they come in, when Armin Mueller comes in and is like, you have to marry this child. And she's like, fuck yeah, I'll do it. I was like, what? Now I've got a boner? How does this work? It was a wild endeavor. This was a movie that did something that so few movies do. Even the movies that we do that I'm anticipating, it shocked me I, so many times. It's weird because I feel they like... They hop a train hobo style. It just it, cuts to them in a freight car? It turns the screw constantly. And I think what I love about this movie, because I also would recommend it, is... There's a shot in this movie. Mm -hmm. There's a shot in this movie where Joe Gordon-Levitt legitimately drives a pickup truck. Yeah. Because there is no cut from when he closes the door, starts the car, and drives off. With he's a, a child. He's got a farmer's license. He's got to do it on the farm. He he's an actor. He's a child actor. It is, it's so weird Look, what happens. I put, I put on my resume can drive stick, you know what? Because in case they need it, I got to get in there. Um, what I think about this movie is they don't make movies this weird anymore. Like, this would be stopped by someone. Like, if someone is writing a $16 million check, someone may, whoa, 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 hold on, wait. What? Bring them to my office. Let's do some major rewrites. Oh, and, uh, and then he's like, he's like, listen, 
It's I'm talking Tate Donovan. Oh yeah, great, great. young becoming actor. Patricia Arquette, oh, just absolutely so She's great. And then he dies, and she's married to a little child. What? Hold on, wait a second. I thought you were going to do like a Bonnie and Clyde thing. No, no, no. no. They go to like a they go to like a community in Canada, and she marries a little boy, and then they go on an adventure. But it's more like maternal, right? No, she corrupts him, and sex is not just obliquely referenced, but in fact, quite literally referenced throughout. He at one point cries, asking if he's not man enough to be married to her, which he is not, because he is not a man, he is a child. Please give me $16 million. Again, I was Spock. We had a great time here. Thank you, San Francisco. Holy shit, San Francisco. We really did it. Thank you to our engineer, Devin, up in the booth. Give it up for Devin. We will see you next time. Thank you for coming. Have good a good night, night, San Francisco. Woo! All right, that brings us to the end of Holy Matrimony Live in San Francisco. And I have to say... Uh, <laughs> It's crazy to hear that it was about a year ago today, and that was one of our last live shows that we have done. So uh, a bittersweet moment to hear that episode, and I appreciate everybody going through great lengths to find this film. And if you have not found this film and you do want to watch it after hearing us talk about it, and I think you might, uh, you can check out our Discord, uh, which is discord.gg slash hdtgm, and you can also go on my Discord, which is discord.gg. GG slash uh, Paul Shear. There's a lot of fun stuff going on there. Really fun stuff. And uh, you can always check out my Twitch where I have guests like Jason Manzoukas and June Diane Raphael uh, and more. Rob Hubel and I host a show every Thursday on Twitch, which has been so much fun. We've had amazing guests like Judy Greer and Ken Marino. Uh, and uh, Jason and I are going to be going on Twitch soon to just do a little bit of a recap of what we're watching. Adam Pally and I host a show where we talk about Twitter drafts. Uh, there are so many fun shows that I've been trying to do to keep myself entertained and occupied during this quarantine. Um, I want to remind you that The Jane Club is an amazing online resource uh, for people who are looking to form a community and to be active in their community and to inspire each other. Uh, the Jane Club, you can go to the, uh, thejaneclub.com and see what they're doing because they have completely revolutionized their business model to make it an online space. I'm so proud of June and how this uh, thing has grown, especially in a pandemic and how she has created a virtual community that is just absolutely stunning. Um, Big Mouth is on Netflix. Uh, Jason, June, and I are all in it, and Jason is fantastic in it. Um, and if you want to see me in a big old movie, the movie is called Happily, coming out March 17th. It stars uh, Joel McHale, Natalie Z, uh, Carrie Bechet, myself, Natalie Morales, Car uh, Kirby Howell, Baptiste, uh, Shannon Woodward, Brecken Meyer, Charlene Yee, John Daly, Stephen Root. It's an insane cast. I'm so excited about this movie. I hope you check it out. I hope you like it. And you can check out my documentary on Disney+. Plus. It's part of the Marvel 616 series, and it is called Lost and Found. A big thank you to Devin, our sound engineer, who was with us in San Francisco. Our producer, uh, Cody, super producer Cody, we love Cody, and uh, Avril Halley for finding this 
fine, fine film. Uh, thank you, Avril. Uh, and you can also watch her on Movie Bitches. A big shout out and a thank you to July Diaz, who listens through all these episodes and finds all the cuts and makes all the tight trimmings. So uh, this is uh, acceptable to your ears. Uh, a big shout out to the ghost of Craig T. Nelson on Instagram for designing our amazing How Did This Get Made posters. And of course, Kyle Waldron, who puts up amazing stuff on our Facebook page. We're trying to get a little bit more involved in that and do a little bit more there as well. Uh, I talked to you about the Discord already. That's already up. And uh, who else do I want to thank? Who else is out there? Well, of course, I can't thank everybody without thanking I don't even know if that makes sense. Uh, Nate Kiley, who does all of our research. Nate uh, just had a baby. We wish him so much love and the baby so much love. Uh, and uh, congrats to Nate on uh, another kid, man. Another kid. Wow. Uh, all right. Thank you, everybody. And remember, give me a call. 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K. That's 619-Paul-Ask. And we'll talk in the mini episode. Uh, the top part of the show, I talk about uh, like uh, Dr. Phil Oprah questions. I'm getting involved in your life. Second part of the show, we get into uh, the show. Uh, like what went on in Holy Matrimony that you want to dissect. So uh, you can call that line with any of those problems. And remember to rate and review our show. It does help, especially now that everybody has podcasts. So rate and review our show. Uh, tell people about it. Uh, still keep getting the word out. And we are going to announce a new live show very soon so stay tuned for that uh sign up for our mailing list and you can do all this stuff at hdtgm.com that's hdtgm.com see you next week for a mini episode bye for now